Hey, drugs are indeed everywhere. This is Murph. I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And today, I've got a special, special guest, explosive even, on the program here. She's a comedian, clown, and Latin music artist. You've seen her in the Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar, Steven Soderbergh's film, The Laundromat, on a bunch of television programs, and of course, the greatest web series of all time, Life's Great. Please welcome to the program, Veronica Osario, a.k.a. Cherry V. Wow, hot crowd, hot crowd. Wow, hey, buddy. Yeah, they're amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, they're here How for are you. you. Yeah, Thank I'm you. doing good. Thank you, everyone. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for joining us. What's uh what's what's been new? So, you know, we we've uh we came up together in the uh, in the old UCB community there in New York. We've known each other a while, but I haven't seen you. Been watching your uh, uh, Cherry V's work from afar, which is phenomenal. Uh, so tell tell the uh, listeners just a little bit about that uh, because you're a wonderful comedian, actress, but now you've uh, launched into a music career that we're all following. So what what's going on? Yes, 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 yes. So first of all, great to see you. Thank you for having me. I love this. Uh, this perfect podcast for me this week, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but um, no, just Cherry V. I've been like, I got together with some rappers from Venezuela. Actually, the grandfather slash father of rapping in Venezuela, like the dude. Oh hell yeah! Was like, hey, you can you can really like you can do this. Like you could do this if you were like get get to you know if you just got to it and i was like oh shit if you want to like fucking throw some beats at me i'll sh- i'll do it <laughs> no, no shade i did a track in 2009 with childish gambino which is like a little known fact about me i did not know uh, that that's i mean that's legit i know but it was we were hanging out i don't know he was just like packing his house to to moved to LA and we were just, we had just met, but like we vibe immediately. Yeah. Just like, it's good, good buddy, you know, yep. vibes. And he was like, um, I don't know. We were walking and he's like, Hey, do you rap? And I'm like, no, but give me 10 minutes. But I can- I'll, give you this, I'll spit some bars like now. Yes. Cause in Venezuela I used to do this improv show called Improvisto. And so one of our genres for improv was like musical. And so I was frequently rapping like whatever bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, in Spanish I can rhyme like easy. Um, and then I had shown him a track that I, I composed that was crazy. And yeah, he just like got to creating the beat and I just jumped on it and it sounds like a trap, like, but in 2009. So it's like the throwback a, trap. Like, precursor. Yeah. And then uh, I showed that to my rapper friend. He, so he, it's in the Childish Gambino mixtapes. So it's called I'm Crazy featuring Cherry. And then yeah, I, at the time, up. yeah, at the time I was like, he's like, how do you want to be credited? And I was like, Cherry. It's funny because in in so from that's 2009 and up until here up until like 2021, I didn't use cherry again. I didn't go by cherry. 
And suddenly in 2021, I was like, <gasps> wait. Time to resurrect Cherry. I had done this. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, you so, got that yeah. credit under Cherry. You might as well keep. Yeah, you might as well bring that. Yeah. And Cherry is my clown name, like from Venezuela. I was in the circus in Venezuela. So Cherry's Cherry's been my alter ego for a long time. Amazing. And and I had pink hair back then. All my like when I was in the circus, I was all my clothes were pink and my juggling pins were pink and my juggling balls and all my like circus like artifacts, all pink. All Everything pink. was pink, yes. um, which is funny because I was not that kind of child, but. I don't know. Um, and so I started, no, he started sending me some beats and we started actually like seriously producing some tracks together. And then I think, I honestly think my demographic is like all of my friends' moms because <laughs> <laughs> they all call me. Or maybe it's the, those are the only generation that calls. Yeah. Because they're. Well, oh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Everyone else is yeah. hitting you up on social. No, the moms are calling. Yeah, the moms are calling, being like, I can't get your song out of my head. What have you done to me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I was like, all right, this is this is good. I'm going to continue. Um, so, yeah, I'm about to release a track, I think, April 13th, uh, called It's My Life. And it's all in Spanish. Well, Spanglish. Everything Spanish is Spanglish. Sure, sure. That's just, that's just how it is. Uh, it's like the cool thing to do in trap. You know, you're like, no, I'm about a party. You know, like, it's always yeah. like party body. And party, yeah, rhyme. party bodies. Yeah, yeah, you pick up. Yeah, the the uh, the uh, uh, English the speaking ear picks up. Yeah, I heard body and party. I'm there. I don't need to know what else is going <laughs> like, on. Yeah, I hear a beat and I hear, you know, yep. a bad bunny saying party. So <laughs> let's go. All right. Well, listen, let's uh, let's dive into some segments that we have here. Uh, okay. Veronica, we, we've got a, a jam packed show. We're going to start things off with a little number called the Substance Report. This is the question. Do junkies' lives matter? The mainstream media's coverage on substance use has always been trash. So what I like to do is pull some topical drug-related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage here on the, on the Weekly Dose. So th- th- this, uh, this headline here I pulled from Variety. Uh, this one uh, it says, Smoking still hogs the spotlight at the Oscars. Um, so, you know, basically what they're saying here is among the, uh, this year's Academy Award nominations, a stunning nine of the 10 nominees for best picture show tobacco use on screen, including PG 13 related films, Elvis, the Fableman's Top Gun Maverick, women talking in total of the 39 nominated films, 28 of them feature tobacco in some fashion. That's more than 70% of all nominees and five more movies than last year trending in the wrong direction. So, okay, so the drug here, of course, is a little nicotine tobacco use. I don't know if you smoke, mm-hmm. Veronica, um, as a, uh, you know, as, a, as an, uh, a singer, a, a rapper, an artist. I don't know. You protect your, 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 your instrument. Um, <laughs> I was a smoker for many, many years. I, I did. I did. Quit. I was a smoker for many years as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's, what do you think about in movies? Yeah, like, are you smoking in your movies often? Do you, are you smoking on? Can I tell you? I uh-huh. just think it's like a it's like a crutch. Like they're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this character, so let's just like puff Have puff. Because it's like my I, I don't know what to like how to a hand act or something. So I'm gonna right. smoke. Yes. Like I just yeah. feel, I just feel like um, you can show that like, a character's like anxiety or coolness or whatever it is that's underlying. Right. In many different ways. But I think specifically in movies, it's like, oh, it look, it kind of looks good, the smoke. It just seems like a... It's a, like it's a, a crutch for like, yeah, it is. You're right. For, for, for writers, for sure, uh, and directors. I think 
it's a throwback to kind of old Hollywood. Um, it's also what's funny is not that we looked at to movies to be realistic by any stretch of the imagination, but it is funny that at least back in the day, it was like everyone was smoking. But now it yeah, feels it like some like, of these characters, I'm like, they just wouldn't be smokers. Like some of them, know, would, but, but it's, you know, and certainly my family and, and you know, I think in more, uh, you know, poor and working communities, they certainly still smoke. But some of these people playing rich fucking, I'm like, they wouldn't be smoking. They, rich people just don't smoke anymore, really, as much. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. As, as much as they're know. showing. Like, try to go to New York, L.A. Like, you can't smoke within fucking 100 yards of a, of a bar or a restaurant. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know who smokes nowadays. I know my husband, Jose, smokes. Um, and occasionally, like, well, no, he smokes quite a bit. We just don't live together right now. So I don't know how frequently he smokes. Right. Um, and, and during the pandemic, he, he, I don't know if he smoked and when. Um, I started I just don't smoking care. again during the pandemic, which is funny. I had smoked for about 10 in- years or more, and I stopped. And then I started smoking. <laughs> I was like, well, if there's a fucking, if there's a... Uh, a virus out there going around. I better just start chain smoking again. Funny. I started smoking in, in L.A. Like, oh, I think I was I liked this guy and he started smoking and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this now. And I just started smoking. And then once I bought a pack of cigarettes in like 2016, I was like, what am I doing? This is so stupid. Um, I already overcame this as in I don't I once I stopped smoking after ten, I smoked for 10 years. And once I stopped, I was like. My budget is better, like, and also I don't have to be worried about like, where, 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 where do I find a cigarette? Like, where it's just this, like, yep, it's yep. that little search that is not enticing to me anymore as a personality trait. But you know, in films, I just think it's just being like, oh, this is cool. I think it's just fucking lame. Yeah, it's lame. It is. It's it just is. like, although, you know, and then in, I have a scene in my film where I smoke, where I do smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm chatting with my mom and the actress who plays my mom brought some cigarettes. She wanted to smoke. But we're also doing, this is a scene where like that happens in like the early 90s, you know? So so it's me as a grown up facing my my mom my age you know in this surreal setting and she, and she starts smoking so I I mirror her like all all I wanted to do is like I didn't even care about my character smoking it was more about like me mirroring whatever she was doing so I guess like can be justified it can well of course part, I like, mean if it's your movie you can absolutely justify it yeah um, shit the fuck. No, I, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think in some of these movies, it is. It is obviously, there's a ton of them here that they were having it. So maybe some of the period pieces. Like, what's funny too, though, is uh, what I will say is this: this dude who wrote this article, this guest piece, it's one of the the truth uh, truthers, the, the not not the nine eleven truthers. No, one of the truth movement or something that's t- anti tobacco thing. Uh, but like, oh. so I, I, it's funny that you like kind of what you would attack about these movies. Like as far as Top Gun Maverick being. You know, attacked for the smoking in there is where I would say more like, I don't know, the, the, the forever wars, the imperialism abroad with like at this point, they don't even name the countries like it was. I don't know if you yeah. saw Top Gun Maverick, but they're like, he's yeah. going off this mission. They don't even really they're like, ah, it's just over there in, in some Middle Eastern country. We're not even going to say where it is. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, the, 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 the Pentagon propaganda might be more of a concern to me than the than the smoking of the characters. Oh, but that's my God. Me. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh I I've also auditioned for shows that are like that, like they just look like a propaganda, like a Republican propaganda. Yeah. TV shows, those military yeah. ones. And I'm like, well, maybe there's a good part in here somewhere, but 
Yeah, yeah. I'm more concerned about that than like eh, seeing anyone smoke on screen. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. The network procedurals are uh, are are famous for that too. Like cops smoking stuff. I'm like, enough of the copaganda. Whether they smoke, they don't smoke. Like Columbo, old school trench coat with with the little cigar smoking. Like you know, right. I'm less concerned with the with the with the uh, tobacco use than 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 the messaging that's being thrown around in there. Now, if I party hard, I will sometimes be like, you know, a cigarette. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, certain drugs, you know, I, I would say require cigarettes, at least in my in my yeah. brain. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Like, I, I don't like, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get a pack. If I'm going on a psychedelic journey, I get I get a, myself a pack of cigarettes. That's just that's like and I can tell myself during that time frame when I'm in that mindset, that's. Then I'm smoking then, but I don't, you know, when, when I, when I'm coming down the next day, I'm like, I, I try, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm hard cause I go hard. So with cigarettes, if I, if I have one, I'll have it. I'll smoke a pack if I have it. Uh, so binger. I got to, I'm a binger. I'm definitely a binger. So I got to watch with that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a binger, but I also like, I've reached some limits that I, that I'm like, if they burn me, like if I'm like, oh, this sucked, like I won't do it again. I am yeah. like, I, I can be trained to like stop you know yeah, uh yeah. but it took me years like yeah i'm a binger sure. uh, i'm like a end well, up in the, the youth, hospital binger. Like, you're untouchable too you know as, as a young person it's just like i'm i'll ne- i'm never gonna die uh but yeah. then you get to hit 40 and you're in everything starts to catch up to you and you're like it is a actual cliff like i feel like physically i have just i hit 40 and i went right the fuck off i'm like i gotta just do something here i gotta slow oh, down either the drinking the smoking uh the amphetamines the fucking the shit food the garbage food i eat like something's got to give here or else i'm not gonna i'm not long for this world <laughs> maybe it's having a kid i don't know but you start to think about these things veronica right right no i i hear you i hear you i hear you i i i am two people uh with these things i i so January 3rd, I came back from Austin. I was with my family. I drank all of the champagne available in Austin, <laughs> just all of it. And my uncles drank all of the whiskey available. And my mom drank all of the wine that in the assistance. So it was just like, and I was the one who was drinking the least. You know, I'm the designated driver. Right. So, and I'm just like, glug, glug, glug. Well, sure. I love the designated driver's got to drink the least. As long as you're drinking the least, I mean, no one's got to be sober. In this I get it. No one's got to be sober, but you got to at least be like, hey, if I'm D, if I'm DD in it, I, I got to be at least behind everybody that's in the backseat. Right. <laughs> right. That's I fair. just like, I, I, I drink number two, mo- both my mom and I look at each other and I, I just, I'm like, me, you. And she's like, you, <laughs> yeah. you. You're like, all right. All right. So one more and then I'm done. So I don't, yeah, so I don't have four, you know, like, yep, it's yep. fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I got here in January 3rd, and I became this, like, fully sober, no alcohol, no marijuana, no amphetamines, no, nothing. Boom. And then uh, just this week, I, I drank a little bit of wine, and then it's just the binging monster, because I am a binger. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it's... Little gateway, you know, like, oh, it's sort of sad. Yep. And then now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have, sad, sad. <laughs> I, you know, I have marijuana all around my house, but I've been, haven't been using it all these months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'll just, maybe I'll smoke today. And now I'm like, went to Tijuana to get drugs, you know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> suddenly you're in Tijuana. Next thing you know, you're in Tijuana and now it's party time. Yeah. So 
but yeah, I feel so there's that sober, suddenly sober side of me. And then at some point, I know the other one will come up and yep. and she'll do what she does. And then I'll go back, you know. So hopefully, but it's like long stretch, long spells where I, like six months and everyone's like, oh, you're so boring. Like you don't drink, you don't smoke. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. And I then. That, yeah. I think that's also like a great model. I mean, you know, if you're not going to try to commit to the full abstinence, which, you know, I, I, I was never really on the table for me. I feel like that, you know, that model of like, well, I'm saving myself. It's almost like you recharge, you, you know, you take six months off. Yeah. Then you go hard for six off six hard. You know, it's just it's just you can't do the go hard all the time. It's just, you, you know, it really it, it hits you. It, it comes it catches up to you. So I feel like six yeah, months on, give... six months off or even six months off and then one month on, you know, whatever, whatever your routine is. I think that's you're the doing organs. yourself a favor in the long run. You just give you, your organs a little break because like additionally to like liking all these drugs and like that, you know, I also have been on this health journey of like understanding like um like I, I went into like traditional medicine teachings like Qigong and mm -hmm. I learned a lot about like the meridians and like there's five organs in the body. So like five main things. So the liver is always has it's easy for it to have high toxicity. You need to do liver detox and then your kidneys are like the way they were explained to me was like they're the you're this ancient grandma you know like they have the ancient knowledge of like your entire body ah. so you need to give your kidneys like a little breather so that they can like inform the entire body like what's going on yeah, stuff like yeah. that so i'm a fan of those things because because it's fascinating to me yeah um but i'm also you know i love a good <laughs> A good bench. Well, so, sure, sure. <laughs> in that in that model of of that, that beautiful model of East, which is certainly outside the boundaries of Western medicine, I would say. But in that model where you you kind of look at things holistically like that, I would say I've treated my liver like a little brother. I've just had him in a noogie for years, and I'm just like pummeling, pummeling him. I'm like, ha ha, submit, <laughs> submit. So I, I need to treat my liver more like a like a grandmother, maybe, or like a grandma, or, yeah, or a respected aunt or something. Yes, instead of a little brother, I think I need to do that. That's yeah, good or like it's it's well, yeah, you can balance it out with like um, liver friendly foods. And then there's like whatever. It's a whole rabbit hole. But like uh, there's like liver hours. Like, so like people this is a little known fact. I'm going to get a little, you know, but Please. supposedly we're supposed to be woke. We're supposed to be woken up at five in the morning needing to poop. That is what realistically a healthy body should be doing. No one okay. is doing that. No one is there at this point. But no, no, no. yeah, I'm I at like two a.m. before I've gone to bed, trying to just just aggressively wrestle one out. Like I'm not on any sort of good <laughs> clock at all. Those me, those terrible meat shits are like yeah, last thing before I'm like oh, I got to get this out before I go to bed. That seems like the opposite so, of what you're saying. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, this one you're supposed to. So that that's like a reflective of like a healthy intestine. So there are ways to know like. So, yeah, drugs like my doctor just said, I don't like you doing marijuana so much because it makes your your liver angry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, yeah, sure. But like the rest of me feels. But yeah, it's happy. So can we can we negotiate? Peaceful. Can my liver, yeah, is my yeah. liver open to negotiation at this point? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of my body wants to, wants to talk to my liver, well, especially when I'm watching like shitty Netflix. I'm like, I need this to be good regardless of what it is. So I need to tell my liver, yo, I got to, I got to get high here. 
If you want me to watch yeah. uh, uh, Love is Blind season three, I need to get high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, maybe you, you can just like eat a liver friendly food while you're also making it angry. There Appease we go. Him. That's a Somehow. good that's a good trade off. That's fair. I guess. Um well, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, listen, I don't know uh, um, what, uh, you know, I don't need to date. I never try to date my guests, but I, I do like to offer up for my own age. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a child of the 80s, which uh, I believe was one of the heydays for um, anti-drug PSAs. You know, there's, there's a lot of these uh, great ones in the, in the 80s, the Just Say No era. Uh, yeah. And uh, when I was growing up, I, I always thought that PSA stood for Propaganda, Stigma, and ALF. Losers are users, so don't use drugs. Turns out it's a public service announcement, Veronica. That's what PSA actually means. Uh, but oh. God bless Alf. Uh, but there's a lot of propaganda and stigma in these, in these things. Um, yeah. So I. So yeah, I, I remember. I'm also a child of the 80s. I remember that shit. It sure. Was like, it, it, it's so funny because you're a child and you feel like you're being programmed and something is off. You're something like, hey. is off. You're right. I even feel that's right. I felt that. I didn't know what exactly it was. But yes, even when I was young and I watched this shit, I was kind of like. They're aggressively trying to tell me something. I don't know if it's true. It doesn't sound yeah, like, like it's it's entirely true. Like and every you're telling me what to do. Like. Yes, yes. Even on a basic level, you're like, I don't know why you're just telling me how to live my life. But also, yeah, I'm like, I already have my, you know, if my parents or any any authority figures, teachers, I didn't I didn't uh, take too well to people, you know, bossing me around. But aside from that, then you start to learn a little bit as you get a little older. Every bit of information. It's like, you know, parents telling you Santa Claus is a real thing. Like, as soon as you know that that's bullshit, you're like, oh, what else are these people, you know, lying to me about? It takes the trust away. So as soon as you realize, oh, marijuana is not, you know, as harmful as they're saying it is. It's not the reefer madness stuff falls away. And you're like, they just went so overboard instead of being realistic about, yeah, there's trade-offs like we were just talking about. There's trade-offs with shit. Booze is going to be problems with the liver if you drink too heavily for too long. Instead of giving us the scientific evidence-based information that we could at least do with it what we will, they go for the, for the, for the fear-mongering and the propaganda, which then just right. falls apart where anything they're trying to tell us just is now bullshit. Um, and I, I pulled this one here this week. Uh, this is a fun... This is a, one of my favorite ones, actually. Uh, and I've been holding on to it. And I was like, I think Veronica will appreciate the strangeness of this. This is a, stri- this is a ma- magician. Uh, this is also from the 70s, to be fair. D- I dated myself. The 80s were great, but there were a few in the 70s that were fun. This one goes back all the way back to 1977. Uh, and this one is about a, a musician and there's some children in a schoolyard and this magician, this magic man, uh, mystery magic man is trying to sell these kids drugs, but he's doing a little, little, uh, uh close up magic, you know, hand, hand, sleight of hand stuff as he presents them with his, uh, with his drugs to sell. But there's also a precocious kid in here who's got something to, to a little pushback. This kid's very, very informed, he thinks. So let's take a look at the struggle here in this one. Hey, kitties gather around. The man with the goodies is here. Here's a little beauty for me to you Just inhale and sniff at his aeroplane glue. Oh, one whiff, man. And Isn't you... it true that sniffing glue can damage your liver and kidneys? Cool it, kid. Look here. Amphetamines, bennies, dexies, meth. They say amphetamines can cause something like schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. In most cases, it does not last. Cool it, kid. Now for the bobs. Neato, nice, easy downers. Withdrawal from barbiturates can cause convulsions. Will you convulse yourself out of here? Grass. <laughs> Anything wrong with pot? They're not sure yet. They just started studying about it. Worry wart. Dig, everybody. L-S-D. Bad trips and a chance of chromosome damage. How do you know you got Everything you got there can hurt you, can't it? Sure, kid. Why do you think they call it dope? Hey, 
Where's everybody going? Okay. Uh, so there's a few things about that spot that are fun. Uh, I mean, great sleight of hand work. You know, whoever that magician was. He did, he did oh, solid my God, stuff. yes. He was doing, he was performing for those kids. He didn't just come and be like, hey, I got drugs. That's enough. He showed up. He Imagine showed up. If with, your drug dealer, if your drug dealer would do that, like I mean, yes, I wish my drug dealer had, had slight a hand <laughs> tag. I mean, it gives you a little entertainment while you're while you're making a buy. Yeah, no, that's great. Sure. Uh, if the cops show, you know, anybody shows up quick, you get rid of, you know, get rid of what you need right. to. Right, it's a great skill. Uh, so more that drug dealers. That's a great idea. Sure. Like, I mean, I think that PSA has a great idea for yes. drug dealers. I think it's taught us. That's right. No, it actually, yeah, inadvertently, it's it's taught some some yeah drug dealers. It's time it's time to learn some sleight of hand. Uh, <laughs> what's funny about so also the fact that he's just selling glue, so airplane glue is like I'm like why would you? I mean, you can just get glue at the home. Those kids don't need to if they want to sniff glue. I don't think that's a great market for you to get into as a drug dealer. Like you can just go, you can buy glue anywhere. Uh, so that's strange uh, that he's trying to also. Sniff. Also, you can like I mean, for that one, you you would be like, "Can I tell you a secret?" And then you just like put it in there. But yeah. selling glue does not seem like a drug dealer's nope. good business model. No, no, it seems foolish. Uh, so that's 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 a, that's a rough one. Um, and then there's uh, 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 so then then he brings out some pills, uh, the amphetamines, the, the idea of schizophrenia. Oh no, it's just temporary. So again, that so that's not true. Um, yeah, I guess like you could argue like what does it do to your brain if you were to take amphetamines and not sleep for like months on end? But generally, people, it's like we know the problems associated with certain drugs and doing them, uh, you know, doing them all the time uh, in, in in a harmful way. I think we all know the realities of that. And like schizophrenia is a weird one. The chromosomal change with LSD? No, 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 that's nonsense. We know that that's not at all true. Uh, so that was a stupid one. The marijuana was funny to hear him go. Well, they don't know yet because they're still studying it. So I'm like, so in 1970, now we still hear today, we hear people saying there's not enough research to, to legalize like on a federal level. We still hear people saying that shit. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are admitting they were at least like, well, we got to study it. There's not enough studies. This was in 1977. Here we are 45 also, you years can tell, later. Like, oh, so you have been using this excuse for like decades. It's That's right. It's yeah. part of the script. This is your script. Your script this is, is like, script. oh, we don't know enough. Uh, just don't know. We just all right, don't know. Like it's been decades. We have proof. Change the script. Yeah. Say something new. Yes. As soon as they had to like cave on the on the legit reefer madness, this idea of like, oh, you'll smoke weed, and then you just go out and just rape people and jump out windows. As soon as that had to be like acknowledged, it's like, all right, all right, that was not true. That's not. But they were like, but we don't know. We still we still can't say we know for sure that this isn't you know a, 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 a right. very harmful. So well, the jury's out. We'll get back to you. So here we are, forty five years later, and they're still like, ah, we just don't know. <laughs> um, no matter, and we won't take anyone else's research uh, or or just anecdotal or anything for for in into in account. So the so the magician there then moves on, and it's like he's trying the LSD, he's trying some Bennies, some other uh, uppers, a lot of different kinds of pills. Uh, he, he's shown to these kids, but this little bugger, this little kid, this little this little guy, he just won't let him. He won't let him go. And then the guy caves at the end when he's like. These will all hurt you, won't they? He does all this great performance. He's deflecting. He maybe has some of the kids still. He has some attention, it feels like. Even though this little kid, he's like, ah, get scrammed, kids. Potential scram. buyers. Yeah. Potential buyers on the hook. And then at the fucking finish line, he's got all his wares out on the table. He somehow got into a schoolyard. Nobody knows. Like, this guy just waltzed into a schoolyard, the magic, the magic <laughs> man. And then he get, has him right on the hook. And he, at the very end, he just soils the sheets. He, lets, he admits. He says, yeah, why do you think they call it dope? Ha, <laughs> ha. Which I guess he thought was a line he couldn't back pocket. He just had to say it, and then he loses the whole, the whole, the whole class. All so. the kids go running. Also, yeah, the open picnic table. 
I guess like uh, that's for kids. I wonder like who like they were who designs these PSIs? Like you've been studying them longer. Like clearly you've been researching them. Like how there's does a couple this of big there's a couple about? of big ad the, the uh, um uh there's a couple of big ad councils. So like they'll they'll get like groups together. One of them was federally funded. I don't know who this one actually is from, but there was one that's like. Uh, that was really big and they paired up in the, in the 80s they paired with like the great ad agencies so they brought in your fucking Don Draper like madman type people so oh. you know whatever the like you know I mean Saatchi and Saatchi is a big one now but like whatever the big ad agencies of William Morris all, all those they brought them in so that it was like oh we have free airtime so that so the, the, the federally like the government networks were like we have to give a certain amount of airtime to these for free so they didn't have to pay for any any of these spots in that sense and then the, so they got a little bit of money to pay for the production the ad agencies were like, this is our, you know, give back to the community. So we'll, we'll give some. So some of these like coked out ad agent, ad agents like Don Drapers who were just zooted in the 80s were like, here's some great. What about a fucking magician running around? Like they probably had, right. they had some outrageous ideas for, for these. So I think it all comes down to like ad councils that get together and they're like, oh, we have, you know, federal funding. We can get them on TV for free. So we get some celebrities to do them like they do some of them with like crossovers with TV shows and shit. So there's a lot of that stuff that, that you see. Uh, but then you just get these great like 30 second spots. Everyone knows the brain on drugs, remembers the brain on drugs egg one. But that's just the tip of the iceberg with these. There are so many. I did a parody of that. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a, it's just such a simply stupid uh, one that we all remember where it was like, yeah. Now, I'm curious. Have you found like Latin American ones? Like now no, I need to, to dive. I need to dive into the global. There, there, I have seen a few. There's a, there's a great site. That has a bunch of them that I've I've grabbed from that has some international ones. I would love to. Maybe I would get you back on the program. I should have had one for you here, where if I can bring you back on the program, you can kind of translate for us if you could find. I one. just thought of it. Uh, antidrogas. <laughs> ha. Eh, I don't know antidrogas pro eh, propaganda. Well, I'll find something. If I find something, I will shoot it uh, over, and I would love to. Yeah, I would love to play it. Um, Anti-drogas propaganda. That's fine. Dile no a las drogas. It's, it was like that. <laughs> yes. That's fun. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, listen, that was the era of just like nobody cared. Everyone thought kids were stupid. Even teenagers. They're like, ah, they're dumb. They'll believe whatever. We're just going to pound this out there. And it's, it's fun to see how they've aged so poorly, uh, even though they were very, you know, awful in the time. I know. Only got worse. Um, so yeah, I would love, I would love, uh, some, some international, anything you find Veronica send over, I would love to play. Is there a chat here? No, I'll just send you via email. I found one. So there's like, um, I used to, the ones that would, they would send us all the time. They would play on TV in Venezuela where, uh, from Alianza para una Venezuela sin droga. So that's like Alliance for a Venezuela, uh, drug free Venezuela. There we go. Alliance for a drug free America was literally one of the, the, the councils I was talking about. So that's, yeah, it's a similar kind of thing. Oh, okay. So they're international and you don't even know. So, yeah, it was like, yeah, I remember just like an ad, like 30 seconds and then Alianza para una Venezuela sin drogas. You know, like, <laughs> yes. like okay. Wait, and what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this one you're looking at, is it one? Like, what were the ones you remember that, that were? So, like, this is your brain on drugs with the, with the egg is obviously one of the most famous ones here. But what was there like one big one that everyone was like, oh, shit, that's the that's the spot. Shit, the entire time that we've been here, I've been just wrecking, like, my background program. Yes. I'm trying to, like, think of, like, one. Let me just, uh, I don't I don't remember one, but I'm sure that as soon as I see it, I'm going to know. You'll be like, yep. Because, yeah, because it's, like, 
it was hammered into our heads. It was not even like a... Oh, it's just like an old lady just like so concerned for her daughter or something uh, for his son. Uh, let me see. Kids talking to you straight to camera. There's like um, those like it looks like noir where there's a lot of shots and like the guys <laughs> and some dark stuff. And now that his family's sad, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, just like horrendous. Uh, let me see. This one's from 1995. I just don't know if you have the the capacity to... To screen share, I I do. Let me see. Let me fiddle. Here, here, here. Right. It's a YouTube. And here it is. It's a clown. Cuando las drogas llegan a tu cabeza, este es el efecto. When drugs, when drugs get to your head, this is the effect. Do you want to lose your head because of the drugs? Okay, okay. Interesting. And there was, so it was a clown. He blew up a balloon, nice big smiley face balloon, took a huge cartoonish needle, a long needle, and poked it right into the balloon and popped the balloon. As the narrator says... When the drugs get to your head, it like you lose your head. You lose your basically. head. All right. I mean, that clown was already unsettling. Like, I, I love that that clown was supposed to be a a, a, a messenger of, uh, uh, you know, of, of the truth and of, of trying to save kids. I mean, he already looked like fucking John Wayne Gacy to start that spot. Like, they got a very disturbing <laughs> looking clown, frankly. I know. Also, it's like, why, why, like, who... Who is this clown supposed to represent? Because the guys who are going to sell me drugs are going to look the furthest from that clown. They're yes. just going to be dudes, you know, cool. That's right. Just probably a little sus, a little like of a dark vibe aura yep. around them. But but you're like, I could see. Other, yeah. Yeah. No, but they're not clowns. Than. They're definitely not full on clowns who are. <laughs> yeah. That's like a birthday party child's clown. Again. And you're like, this is not for. Like the children, what are teenagers looking at? Like, you know what I mean? Like teenagers don't give a fuck. Teenagers would, would prank that clown. You know what I mean? A teenager would <laughs> right. kick that clown in the right. ass at the mall and laugh about it. You know what I mean? Like no one, no one, it's, it's a very strange demographic. I'm not sure who that's for. Uh, I know, uh, I know. But I'm glad to see him. Venezuela bringing it. I mean, I'm glad to see that there, there's some fun international. Representation matters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even in the anti-drug PSA space. It absolutely matters. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so oh, much for yeah. that. Um, yeah, we can. Uh, we can. We can. We got a double two, t- a two for today in our PSA segment. Um, but Veronica, we uh, uh, my listeners may very well. Um, we've learned some stuff today, but I think they want to learn a little bit more about you. Uh, okay. And so uh, uh, we're, we're going to slide on into the user's studio. We end our podcast session with a weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is, Veronica Osario, Cherry V, what is your favorite drug? I think it's um, LSD. 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 Yes, yes, stunning. Great psychedelic. What is your least favorite drug? Um, 
It it might be shrooms, honestly. Oh, this is what a, this is a, what the kids call a hot take, I believe. As the as <laughs> the, as the, as the movement pushes for psilocybin mushrooms, everyone's gathering around them. Everyone's excited for the legalities and the and the whatnot. You are a yes to LSD and a no to, to shrooms. Tell us more. But I must clarify, mm-hmm. I only microdose and the shrooms seem a little wild to me. And I did some in San Jose del Pacifico in Mexico and Oaxaca that oh, uh, fully, they just threw me into like uh, <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> also, <laughs> they had dirt on them. <laughs> oh, filthy. The filthy abyss is not where you want to be. No, it was filthy. Uh, they were covered in mud, and I also had like um, diarrhea for a very long time. You know, well, they the gave you the trots. This is no good. They, well, see, this is a dosage. Do you think a dosage situation, or do you think it was a type of mushroom? What do you think was, it was the problem? Everything, I, everything I, I at don't once. Know. I needed a spiritual purge. I guess that's what it was. Sure. So, I like a good LSD microdose. I look. I love a good shroom microdose. They both winning in my in my head. I microdose, think probably, yes. Probably shrooms are better. Yes. I know. I've, uh, I've, well, no, no, no. Listen, I love LSD. I'm an LSD guy. I'm saying, but generally the people, from what I'm getting from the people, not always what I think. I love LSD. Uh, good LSD is, is delightful. Um, but I'm, see, I'm, I run into the problem of macro dosing often myself. I should, I should look more into micro dosing. The macro dosing sometimes you go to a place that you weren't prepared for. Right, right, right. I I just feel like my life, the way I think, is a microdose. It's a ma- macrodose. So my brain is already like, I'm like, help. <laughs> don't, don't need to amplify. That's right. <laughs> macro on macro is no good. Then you, <laughs> then you've lost it. Uh, what age were you large. the first time? <laughs> what age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence? Uh, probably like seventeen with marijuana and cigarettes at like age eleven, ten. You know, I tried yes. some Same. nicotine. Love that nicotine. What celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Heath Ledger, I think. Uh, Heath, I was yes. like, shit, shit. Yes, um, one of the good yeah. ones, I, I believe, I, is what I heard. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, young, also didn't, he didn't strike me as someone who was like dealing with all that. So I don't know. I guess I was, Shock, I was also yes. little. So what is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Um, slang word, probably in Spanish. It could be mota, you know, mota, mota for weed. Mota, Love. mota, you know that one. Well, no, I do now, and I'll be using it. Oh, really? Mota, yes. Pasala, mota, pasala, pasala, like. See, see, see. What drug would you like to deal for a living? Deal for a living? Uh, pink Coke. Pink Coke. <laughs> yes, that would be the Tusi. Cherry V special, the pink cocaine. We call it Tusi. Yeah, we in Tusi. Venezuela, we call it Tusi. It's T-U-S-I, and so it's like the bougie Coke. And how do you say the bougie Coke? How do you say pink Como se, dice, como se dice pink cocaine? Ros, eh, cocaina rosada. Beautiful. There you go. What drug would you absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? <sighs> Crystal meth. Meth. Just, or crack cocaine, maybe. Like, it smells bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A good scent. You want to bring good sense into the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear Heath Ledger say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Be like, um, 
Like, I think he would be like, oh, shit, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Goodness, Heath, that's all you need to say, Heath. Yeah, good look. Good eye contact and that. That's game over. That's game over, Heath. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, Veronica Osario, these are your drug users. Ha-ha! Yes, that was wonderful. Um, thank wow. you so much for uh, for doing it. We got a little little hot Heath action there. We got some great great info. Uh, we're going international here on the program. We got some great PSAs coming from from uh, um, from Venezuela. Uh, what else uh, would you like to our listeners to know? Any any parting words? I know your Patreon. You got the Cherry on Top podcast on there. Tell people how they yes. can find your Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash cherryland. And the only reason why my podcast is not out in the public, it's because I really TMI hard. So I just feel like it's a safe space and a fair exchange of energy for me to like say so much. It's a little bit of like safety behind the paywall. Hell yeah. But I really do think everyone should listen to it. Um, So I split it in three parts. I usually say some kind of anecdote about my week, then which also includes my love life, which is, you know, whatever. And Mm -hmm. spill that tea. (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, there is tea. (laughs) I wish I could say names. If I could say names, I, oh, I know. Uh, (laughs) Then in the middle, I usually do some kind of like small manifestation portion where I'm like, oh, this week I'm focusing on this specific goal and this is what I'm doing to make it happen. And this is these are the changes I'm seeing. And then there's another part of it that's like potentially maybe like like a theme I've been thinking about, you know, Uh, in this case, I'm just I'm talking about Japan, Hanoi. I just went through all these countries and the experiences were amazing. So I'm just talking about them. Very, it's kind of poetic. I like do sound effects. Like if I'm leaving my apartment in the morning, I'll have like crickets playing in the background. And it's yes, just, the soundscapes. It's, it's like a radio. Yeah, it's like a like a almost narrative radio show. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. With just that's me. very fun. Cherryland on Patreon. Fun. <clears throat> yeah, Cherryland on Patreon. And then of course I have my Star Trek podcast, Treks in the City. Uh, the public one is all about um, Star Trek. Uh, what is it? Fucking uh, the Next Generation, and then mm-hmm. the one behind the paywall on Patreon is DS Nine for the oh, Ultra the DS- fans. Yes, yes. A buddy of mine yeah. is a, a huge uh, Star Trek fan and found your podcast. He he just randomly asked me one day, "If do you know uh, Veronica Star?" Because she's talking about she's like a comedian or whatever. I was like, "I sure do." Oh, but he found your your Star Trek podcast as just being a fan of Star Trek. I did not oh, turn him on to it. So yeah. So people That's are enjoying fun. Trekkies are enjoying the uh, enjoying the program. And yeah, uh, on niche, social media, where do where do people find you on the socials? Yeah, so you can find me at Veronica Osorio V. That's O S O R I O, and then a V again. And yeah, I'm on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find my link tree somewhere Hell yeah. in there. Hell yeah! Well, I'll, yeah. I'll throw all this in the show notes for the listeners. This will, all links to all this stuff will be in there. Um, and Veronica, thank you again. It was so wonderful to catch up with you. This was a you delightful too. program. And I thank know. you so much to the listeners. This has been your weekly dose. Hey America, the Dino, you're sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-medicated weekly dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top-shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.